It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros open up a six-game homestand with the first of three against the Texas Rangers. This is the final homestand of 2020 for the Houston Astros. They're coming off a 2-9 road trip that ended on Sunday with an 8-1 loss against the Dodgers in L.A. George Springer homered. Christian Javier, two scoreless innings with five strikeouts in relief as the Astros suffered their ninth loss in their last 11 games, taking on a Rangers team that has won two of their last three, including a 6-3 to three win their last time out against Oakland on Sunday in Arlington. Astros are 23-24. and 24. They sit in second in the AL West, six and a half games behind the A's. The Rangers last in the West, 12 and a half back with a record of 17-30. and 30. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It's going to be Jose Urquidy on the mound for the Astros today, making his third start of the year. Good to see Urquidy back, and he pitched very well, even though he got the loss in Oakland his last time. Yeah, they're really going to lean on Jose Urquidy down the stretch here for the Astros. Last 13 games of the season, Urquidy, he's making his third start since coming back off the I.L., and uh, what they need more than anything is just a strike thrower, and that's what he does as well as anybody. Throws inside and keeps you honest. He's got a fantastic changeup. He uses both the righties and lefties. And the breaking pitch got a little sharper that last game. Expect more of that. Meanwhile, the Rangers countering with right-hander Kyle Cody, 26 years old, and he's one of several young players that the Rangers are getting a look at. Hadn't pitched above a ball before this year and didn't pitch anywhere last year recovering from Tommy John surgery but making his sixth appearance and third start. Yeah, he's a big guy. Six foot seven. He's got a lively fastball. Kind of kind of loopy with the break and pitch. Uh, not sure if he can throw it for strikes all the time, uh, but he's somebody that the, they feel like down the road he's going to be somebody big for them in their rotation. Time for the keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros have certainly been where the Rangers are right now, taking a look at a bunch of young players. Uh, Chris Woodward, their manager and GM, John Daniels, have both said, hey, nothing's guaranteed for anybody next year, including some of their more veteran guys. So uh, really kind of a, a tryout and complicated by the fact that you only have the 60-man player pool to deal with. But yeah. the Rangers want to see what they have. Yeah, and I don't blame them. You know, and they've kind of served notice to some of the mainstays like Odor, like Elvis Andrews. Some of these guys don't have guaranteed spots when they come back. Right. So, uh, you know, it's open tryouts right now. The Rangers felt like because of the drafts the last few years and some savvy trades, they feel like they're coming. Uh, they feel like the timing might just be right for them in the next year or two in that sparkling new ballpark for them to kind of make a move. So they're looking at, at all they have right now. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from former Astros pitcher and current Rangers television broadcaster C.J. Nitkowski. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good ball into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. All signs are pointing in the right direction for Altuve's return pretty soon. That's another part of the potential equation when you think about October. One, two. Tapper hit past Jansen up the middle. Taylor is there. Second baseman throws to first, and that is the ball game. The Dodgers get a split of this two-game set as they defeat the Astros tonight, eight to one. Astros go two and nine on their 11-game road trip. You know, you look at Sunday's game, Dusty, for for Zach Greinke, and you know he was pitching really well, and then gives up a couple of soft hits to to start the fifth inning. Some pretty good pitches just didn't quite work out for him, and it just almost shows you how, how thin the line can be sometimes between having a, a really good outing and, and a not-so-good outing, and that's that's what we saw for Granke in that fifth inning on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, well, exactly. And, uh, you know, he was throwing the ball good and then, you know, one of his his nemesis, um, you know, Mookie Betts. You know, Mookie, uh, you know, they had a couple soft hits, and then, and then Mookie was two for two off of Granke with a couple of homers, and then, and then he homered again off of him. I mean, uh, you know, they got a good – they got a real good club over there. You know, they caught us, um, you know, limping a little bit. Uh, but, you know, they got hits all kind of ways. You know, they got quite a few bloopers. They got some infield hits. They got some some homers. They got some check swing hits. And when days like that happen, there's not a whole bunch you can do about it when you're making pretty good pitches. But, uh, you know, like we're home now. Uh, we got to forget about that last road trip because, uh, I mean, it was it was uh, horrible. Whatever could go wrong was going wrong, and it's a new week, and, um, you know, we got to finish strong. we got 13 games to go, and so, uh, you know, we finished strong, and, and, and we start start off hot tonight. And, uh, you know, we got some of our some of our Warriors back. I mean, it feels good to have, you know, Bregman back, and it feels good to, you know, put Tucker back in there because he was struggling, you know, quite a bit, um, you know, the last couple series. And, um you know, we got uh, Altuve back, you know, like, uh, I mean, that's big to get Altuve back. Uh, you know, we hope that we can keep him back and uh, we got to keep an eye on him. You know, uh, probably won't be running him, you know, too much. But, you know, you know knowing Jose, if he feels good, then, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be running. But uh, it just feels good to have these guys back in the lineup. You mentioned Jose Altuve activated off the injured list today with Humberto Cassiano's option, and Altuve wound up missing the 10-day minimum uh, with the with the knee injury, and you know had been struggling a little bit before he got hurt. But obviously, having him back in the lineup, I mean, that just adds another dimension to it and, and allows you to do a, a few more different things. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jose is Jose, and you know, water seeks his own level, and then we just think that Jose. You know, you know. Hopefully, he can come back hot, even though he's been he's been out. But you know, I mean, Jose has a has a strong strong mind and a strong will, and uh, you know how badly he wants to win. So it, it just feels great to you know to have Jose back in the lineup. And uh, yeah, you know, it's just not very pleasant when I'm right not the lineup and I can't put Jose in there. 
you had a couple of guys who did not play Sunday with some nagging injuries. Yuli Guriel had a hand injury, suffered on a slide on Saturday, but he's back in the lineup today. Aledmiz mm-hmm. uh, Diaz uh, dealt with a, a hamstring issue that he suffered Saturday, did not play Sunday as well. Uh, specifically Diaz, since he's not in the lineup today, what's his status now? Well, I mean, he says he's feeling pretty good. I mean, you know, we didn't know, uh, you know, when he, when he came up lame, you know, if it was the same injury as before, but uh, it probably was, but he didn't uh, do it, uh, you know, nearly as badly. And I know he's tired of going on the, on the IL. And so, uh, you know, if we do use him, you know, we got to give him plenty of notice and plenty of time to, to, you know, to get loose. And uh, so, uh, like I said, it just feels good to have your, you know, your horses back. You mentioned Kyle Tucker earlier, sat Sunday, uh, hitless in his last 16 at-bats, has cooled off after that really hot stretch that he had for about two or three weeks. As a manager, what are the things that you see in an everyday player that makes you think, uh, okay, this guy's a, a guy who needs a day off? Because, I mean, guys will struggle over the course of the season, but doesn't always necessitate a day off. Well, you know, when whenever a guy's hot, you have to really be aware because uh, they're usually the law of averages and and a guy's tired from running the bases. You know, like, uh, you know, you're mentally and emotionally tired, you know, when you're struggling, but, you know, but you're not running the bases. You're either walking back to the dugout or trotting the first and then walk back to the dugout. So you're not physically tired, but, you know, I've been told that uh, over the years that you got to really watch a guy when he's hot because he's spending a lot of energy on defense. He's spending a lot of time on offense. And, you know, he was carrying us for a while there. And uh, so, uh, um, and I could see his frustration. You know, usually he doesn't show much emotion. But, uh, you know, I had to talk with him about, hey, man, you know, the frustration's okay, but the, but the, the wasting of energy, you know, you know, getting upset, you know, with yourself. Uh, you know, Hank Aaron used to get on me about that when I was coming up. He says, uh, you know, channel your, your energy and emotion toward the opposition, and uh, he seems a lot calmer uh, today, and hopefully he can get back on the trail. You know, they were pitching him pretty tough, too. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, when a guy's hot, you know, just like we had our advanced meeting, uh, you know, against the opposition, when a guy's hot, you spend more time on him, you know, as to what is he doing, uh, you know, how do we pitch him, uh, you know, uh, you know, beware of this guy, uh, you know, all the things that you say during the meetings, and I'm sure that they say, you know, the same thing. So, you know, now I feel he's ready to get back on the on the, on the hot trail again because we certainly need him. Jesse Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight. All right, thank you. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with C.J. Nikowski, former player, former Astro, and now he's the Texas Rangers TV analyst. Uh, CJ, thanks for joining us, man. You got it, Sparky. Anytime, brother. Okay, uh, Texas Rangers, where are we at right now, and and what's in the wings? So they're getting a good look at a a lot of young players. I think they've had five now that have never played above a ball, um, which is maybe a little more than you'd want to have. But I would say that Leody Tavares looks like he might be the the real deal. Uh, He's been leading off and playing center field. He actually played a little bit of double A, um, so he's not one of the A-ball only guys, right. um, but he's pretty good. Um, Anderson Tejeda may need a little bit more time, but he's getting a shot. Now that Elvis Andrews went on the IL and his season is over, you'll probably see Tejeda a little bit more short. But um, what's nice about both of those guys is they're, they're very confident. They're very comfortable in the big leagues. They're not scared of anything, and they have some talent. 
Um, so that's been encouraging. And there's a handful more. Uh, Eli White is another guy. Uh, Kyle Cody, the pitcher, uh, who you will see in game one, another yeah. young guy. There, there's some good things happening. I don't think they have any stars in the group, but they definitely have some big leaguers that are going to contribute. Could be the kind of thing where if these guys develop the way it looks, then maybe you have to add a piece or two or three. I'm not sure where he would hit, but when the Astros last played the Rangers, Nick Solak yeah. tearing the cover off the ball. Does he have a position? Uh, that's a good question. So his best position is probably second base. He's played some left field. I think the issue the Rangers run into, that's not an issue, but the ballpark plays big here, right? In the new ballpark at Global right. Field. You want to have the best defense you can possibly have and cover as much ground in the outfield. Um, they're comfortable putting him in left, but there are some other guys that are probably better defensively. He's still hitting well. He's a middle of the lineup hitter. He's probably either a two or maybe a five. I don't know if he's a three-hole hitter. I mean, the Rangers also have to decide – you know, they've relied on power for years and whether or not that's going to be part of their offensive makeup going forward in a bigger ballpark. So he's, he's a great fit for the ballpark. So is Isaiah kind of falefa because they're contact guys. They put the ball in play, maybe a little bit more on the ground than the average team would like, but that plays in this ballpark because you have an artificial surface that plays really fast. So, um, and kind of Falefa's, I mean, I think he's tied for the lead in hits in the month of September. He's a good hitter and he's an unbelievable defender. Um, so no, Solak is still doing really well. Um, I think he's in, you know, struggling a little bit, but he is, he's absolutely a piece going forward as is mm-hmm. Isaiah kind of Falefa. Okay. You and I were teammates in 2000 Detroit Tigers. They yeah. played in a, a gigantic ballpark when Comerica opened. It was much bigger than it is now. Yeah. And you're seeing Globe Life Field now play pretty big. Is it going to be something similar where you think they might move the fences in? That's a bit, it's a good question. I think John Daniels will have a chance to talk to him today. We don't get to see him as much, and I think it's a fair question to him. There's two cutouts in each gap, left center and right center, that would be really easy to bring in. Um, that would be a really quick adjustment that I think they have to consider because at some point, with all that's going on here with Texas Live and, and the Lowe's Hotel that's here, and there's another Lowe's Hotel going up across the street. I mean, this place is booming, even though it's you know, obviously not a great time for the economy. Mm-hmm. The money's going to come rolling in. They're going to have an opportunity to spend it. The question is, are you going to be able to get hitters to come here because it's playing so big? I think that's something they have to at least consider. They, tr- they went after Anthony Rendon. Couldn't happen. You know, he wanted to go, it seemed like, to Anaheim anyway, and he got more money to go there. But you're going to have to spend to get hitters here. Um, so it could be a little bit more of a challenge. So perhaps they develop their own hitters, go for the pitching. Because as a pitcher, you want to put up some numbers. This is going to be a great place to do it. Um, so I, I do think they will bring them in. Uh, I don't know if they'll do it necessarily next year but I, I think it's got to at least be on their radar. Talking with CJ Nickowski, give me a little brush stroke on, on Rugnet Odor right now. So he's actually been swinging a really good bat. So it's three home runs in his last three games, uh, but it's a lot of the same, right? He, the, the chase is still there, um, which has been an issue for him. Some of the swing and miss. Uh, they've been working with him a ton over these last two years, kind of under this new group of, of coaches, uh, hitting coaches that we have. Um, he's got two years left, and so does, and so does Elvis Andrews. And so Elvis is now 31. One, he's out the rest of the year with an injury. He said he fully expects to come back and be the starting shortstop. Uh, Rugi is probably going to have to fight for his time going forward. Unless he just absolutely dominates the rest of the way, I think that they're going to give him opportunity to play. Um, but between Tejeda, who I mentioned is a middle infielder, where Solak plays, um, they have some other pieces. Uh, they'll give him every single opportunity he can have to try to, to hold that job down. But I think he's probably still got a little bit of work to do. The pop is still in the bat. Um, but again, is that the greatest thing you want in this ballpark? It's not, you may not want power first players, uh, too many of them in your lineup right now. All right. Uh, two more things with CJ Nikowski. Chris Woodward seems a whole lot smarter than you. You agree? 
Uh, he's definitely smart, which automatically makes him smarter than me. Um, I love him, man. I love, I love what he's brought to the team. I love the conversations where he's really honest. Um, we get a lot of great information. So, he, yeah, he's fantastic, man. I mean, listen, it doesn't take long to not be involved in the game to almost fall behind. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as we're done, like every couple of years, whether it's new technology or new ways of looking at things, like I'm constantly learning from him, and he's great about sharing information, and, and we bring it into the broadcast all the time. But, you know, these guys are sharp, man. I mean, these guys are – and you have to be these days. The, old, the, the idea of the old-school manager and putting out the same nine guys every day, uh, you know, without a real purpose, and just because this guy slugs who he hits in the middle and this guy hits second because he can get a runner over. Like, you know, those days are long over, and they dig so deep, and it's, I've learned so much uh, from having here, him here for, you know, a year plus, almost two. Real quick, Kyle Cody, you mentioned him. He's pitching tonight. He's six foot seven. Don't know a whole lot more about Kyle Cody. You like him? Yeah, good fastball, really good slider, excellent command, shows zero emotion on the mound for a kid that's never played above A ball. He's a Wisconsin kid, went to the University of Kentucky. Um, yeah. He looks like the real deal. Now, when I first saw him in the bullpen, I was like, don't put him in the rotation because I just thought he was an unbelievably dominant kind of two inning uh, reliever. But so far, the starts have gone pretty well. They'll continue to let him start. They haven't pushed him too far. Uh, maybe they'd love to see four innings possibly out of him and, and work him up. You know, he's had some injury issues in the past. And you look at his total innings in the minor leagues, there haven't been very many there, especially over the last couple of years. But he looks pretty legit. And uh, he definitely has that heartbeat that you're looking for. That's former big leaguer C.J. Nikaski. Thanks for catching up, man. You got it, Sparky. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. All right. Questions for Jose Altuve. What did you feel in that right knee to have it looked at further? And then, you know, what led you to go on to the IL? Uh, I feel a little weird, you know, in the slide on third. Then we got uh, an MRI. And we decided it was better to wait a little bit until I go back to the field. That being your, the knee that you had surgery on, was, was that a big concern? Or was it similar to anything that you had dealt with before? Yeah, I don't think this one was anything related to the to the surgery. It was something different, so we're okay. Now that you're back in the lineup and just this last home stand, 13 games to go, how do you view this last stretch of games and, and what do you want to accomplish? Yeah, I think these games are very important, as, as always. Uh, we are uh, trying to make the playoff. We are in a good spot. And the only thing I want is to, you know, do everything I can to contribute with, with the team and, and help them uh, win. Jose, what have you done the last few days to get back into shape where you're able to be in the lineup today? Yeah, um, I, I was putting a lot of work on the training room, on the gym, uh, getting some strength in the knee and, and you know, running a little bit, doing doing little things that helped me to get healthy 100% and, and to be back on the field. Jose, it's been several years since the Astros have been in a position where they have to win at the end of the season to make the playoffs. How do you judge the the confidence of the, of the clubhouse as you go into these final two weeks? I think we, we have a lot of confidence. We we know the kind of players we have. And, uh, you know, we just got to go uh, game by game, win uh, one game at a time, and I think we'll be fine. Questions for Dusty Baker. We got Altuve back. Uh foregone conclusion just with the off day you just needed him to clear some final hurdles 
Yes, and uh, the off day came right on time for us getting in at 4.35 in the morning and for the guys to, you know, come in and get some treatment. And, uh, you know, Yuli came in, Diaz came in, uh, Tuve came in. And so, you know, they all got cleared. Still got to keep an eye on them, um, you know, somewhat. But it's, it sure feels good to have, you know, uh, the lineup back intact and, uh, you know, to make this run these last 13 games. Justy, more on that run that you've got here with the next 13, and you've had a chance to hopefully get some rest yesterday and think about it yes. and just who you're up against and, and what you're up against. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, what you're up against is, is really to play, you know, good baseball yourself. That's what you're up against, you know. And, uh, I mean, you're always up against the opposition, but you challenge yourself to, you know, you know, find some more energy, get some more energy uh, to, to, to uh, have some, uh, you know, positive thoughts. And, uh, you know, the end of the season strong. I mean, that's the, that's the whole, I mean, that's the whole thing, you know, just to compete nine innings or more, whatever it takes. And, uh, you know, to compete at a high level for an extended period of time. Uh, we sent down Castellanos, uh, you know, for Altuve to be activated. And, uh, you know, he joins our, our, you know, our taxi squad down in that corpus. You know, even though they're ending, I think, on Friday officially, I think, I think. Any better idea when Verlander will uh, face hitters and will? Uh... Yeah, he's facing hitters tomorrow. You know, tomorrow morning at at eleven thirty. So that's boy, it's, it would be nice to see him. You know who he's facing or yet? Uh, I think he's facing uh, Toro. Um, I think Straw Mayfield, uh, and I think he's facing those guys. Do you know roughly how many how many pitches? He'll throw or innings will simulate? No, 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 I don't yet. But I'd imagine at least probably 50, 60. And, and you know, that, that equates probably to 15 pitches, maybe three to four innings, probably. Have you seen him throw yet since he got injured in opening day? No, no. I've just heard about it. So it, it'd be nice to see him, uh, you know, in person. MLB um, put out their schedule for the postseason today. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Not well, yet. They, I heard about it. Um, I was I was wondering. Um, they they eliminated off days during the ALDS and the ALCS, and yeah. I was wondering how you think that'll affect how you use your pitching staff if you get in that situation. Well, I mean that's that's a. Uh, I mean I, I haven't I hadn't seen or heard that yet. You know what I mean? It'll probably affect everybody's pitching staff. Depends on the depth of your of your bullpen, you know what I mean? So, I mean, every game's important, you know, during that, during that streak. But I mean, you're hoping that, um, you know, you might have to carry an extra pitcher when you ordinarily wouldn't have because you see off days as a rest day, but, you know, we worry about that when we get there. Dusty, is, is Osuna throwing at all? Uh, uh, no, not that I know of, not that I know of. So at, at this point, are you almost Assuming that he's done for the year? Uh, no, I can't say that because I, I, I don't know. So until I talk to my trainer, uh, you know, I really don't know. I hope not. But, you know, uh, like I told you, I don't know. Hey, Dusty, is uh, Christian Javier or Luis Garcia available in your bullpen this series? Are they in the bullpen this series? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Javier, I think he is. And we're not sure about, you know, Garcia because we got McCullough's you know, pitching tomorrow, so we might have to, 
you know, save Garcia to piggyback with, you know, McCullers. But we'll have to wait to see how McCullers feels when he gets in. He's slated to, you know, you know, start tomorrow. And Javier did a did a great job in L.A. in the bullpen. So, um, you know, that's that's a, uh, you know, uh, you know, setting it up hopefully for the playoffs when you'll probably go with three three starters. And if you got a guy like Javier to come in later in the game, give you some innings and stuff like 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 that's going to affect. You know how you use guys. So is, is that kind of what you envision for Javier the rest of the regular season? How you used him? Um, maybe I think I think he got a start, uh, another start here pretty soon. Um, I'm looking at my thing. Yeah, um, you know, you know the pants. I, I, I think Javier might have a couple more starts. Maybe one Saturday in Arizona. But this is all tentative to to change and then. Uh, probably one more in Texas. You know, depends where we are and what's happening. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later.